You are listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to worship with us in person on Saturdays at 4.30 p.m. or virtually through Zoom or Facebook on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us at www.cumcballston.org. There you can learn more about our congregation and how we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. A reading from Luke, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He has gone to the guest of a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I gave half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. The human one came to seek and save the lost. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lane. I like this story. I I like Zacchaeus. I like his story. Now, Zacchaeus is a tax collector. The people call him a sinner. And by the way, he wasn't just the tax collector. He was the chief tax collector and we're told rich. Now, by chief tax collector, that probably means that he was sort of the head guy and he had subsidiary tax collectors working for him. Tax collectors worked for the invaders. They worked for the Romans. Taxes had to be paid. There were two things you didn't do if you were under Roman rule. The first was revolt. The second was fail to pay your taxes. And they were onerous. So what would happen is the tax collectors would be hired to collect those taxes and they would have troops with them to make that happen. And they kept the tax collectors at a local level because who better knew who had the money and where they may have hidden it. I guess the best way to describe Zacchaeus would be like a mafia don with all the mafias working for him, selling a protection racket that you could not get away from because it was lawful. Yeah, he was not liked at all, to say the least. He was considered really a traitor because he was Jewish and he was helping the oppressors, the Romans. And taxes at this time, we've estimated they would take 80 to 90% of whatever money you might make because you not only had to pay your taxes to the tax collector, to the Romans, you also had to pay your taxes to the local governor, Herod, and you had to pay taxes to the temple, to the temple priests. Yeah, he was uh, not liked. But it's wonderful, this story takes place in Jericho. And with this story, the walls come tumbling down again. Now, Luke gives us this story of um, 
Zacchaeus. He's the only one of the gospel writers that tells the story. But Luke puts it with two other stories that are told in the other gospels. Zacchaeus' story is one of three back-to-back stories that Luke gives us. You know the other two very well. The, The first one is that rich young man who desperately wants to be saved and comes to Jesus and says, what must I do, Master, to be saved? And Jesus asks, you know, you know the commandments and goes through some of them. And the man says, I've kept the commandments all my life. Jesus says, wonderful. Um, here's what you must do. Give all you have to the poor and follow me. And what's recorded in the Gospels is the rich young man turns away saddened because he was very rich. The other story is about the blind man, Bartimaeus, who sits outside the walls of Jericho begging, and he hears that Jesus is coming by, and he starts screaming, Jesus, Jesus, heal me, save me. And the crowds try to shut him up, but Jesus hears him and and invites him forward, bring him to me. So the crowd brings the blind man to Jesus, and Jesus asks them a wonderful question. Jesus asks, what do you want from me? What do you want me to do? And the blind man says, I want you to heal me. <laughs> Make me see. And Jesus heals him. And, and the blind man leaps up and follows Jesus, praising God. And then there's the story of our tax collector. And it strikes me that that these stories are together for a reason. Uh, the genius of the scripture writer shows us that, that all three want acceptance in one way or another. Our rich young man wants to be accepted into a group and to be saved. He says, what must I do to be saved? And he walks away saddened. One, our blind man wants to be accepted as a healed whole person, he wants to be healed. And he is. And our friend Zacchaeus, he wants to be healed too. And he's healed in his own way. These parallel stories show a real genius. Brian McLaren, in, in, in his book that we're following, in, in the particular chapter where, where we are now, chapter 23, he shows these types of stories of Jesus reaching out to different people. And he sends us to the scriptures that have these three stories. And in doing that, he talks about the three levels that were in society then, and by the way, are still with us today. He talks about the elites, that very small percentage at the top of the social pyramid. He talks about the vast multitudes, those who are at the bottom of the pyramid. And he talks about the middle folk, those who who work for, who do the bidding of the elites, often at the expense of the multitude. In Jesus' time, that pyramid was very, very narrow at the top and very wide at the bottom. It was a pretty short pyramid. There were very few at the top who were rich. There were an awful lot, the multitudes at, at the bottom. And the few in between, the priests, rabbis, the high priests, the um, tax collectors. 
three stories, three very human stories touching each one of these three levels. The rich man, the elite, the there's the chaos, the tax collector in the middle, and of course the blind man at the bottom of the bottom of the heap. We have those three levels today in our society. They might be a little bit more spread out, but we have our elites, those in power, economic power, mostly in our society, but other places in the world, it's a different sort of power. The power of troops, of warlords, of totalitarian regimes. And we have the vast multitudes who wind up having to support these power, and we have the middle people. But in these stories, Jesus cuts across all three kinds, and he invites each one to be with him, to walk with him, to follow him. He responds to each one of them in their own way, in their own kind. Each one, the rich young man, Zacchaeus, the blind man, each one is asked to give something up. The rich man is asked to give up all he possesses, which means not just his wealth, and that's what he's asked for, but with that goes his power, his station in life, everything he was used to and comfortable with. The blind man is asking to give up his old life. And with that giving up comes a new life. And as the scripture says, he follows Jesus, all three of the Gospels who have this story, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and he follows him. And Jesus, in this part of the scripture, is heading to Jerusalem for the last time to be crucified. And a blind man follows him. And Zacchaeus, in a way, in that tree, hanging there, He's desperately asking to be invited, to be part of a group that has cast them out. He's apart from them. He has to be invited. And I, I say that because how quickly he runs down when Jesus does invite him. And he's asked to give up a life of what is probably dishonesty, if not power, and to make restitutions. These stories raise questions with us. Which one are you? Which one am I? What are you called to give up? And who are you invited to walk with to do that? These are questions that really boil down to how we, how you and I respond to life, what we're looking for. Like the rich young man, I think we're all looking for security. The rich young man was anxious. He wanted to know how to, what would it be to be saved. He, in a way, was looking to not lose his favorite position in the afterlife. And we're looking for help. The blind man is looking, screaming for help, anxious to be lifted out of the disaster that's his life. We're looking for relationships. As the Caius clearly was, in the climbing the tree and the speed that he got out of that tree and, and brought Jesus into his home. Each one is invited. Each one goes to Jesus 
for an invitation? Who do we invite and to come with us in our searching? Who are our friends? Who are your friends? Do they look and act just like you? Do they think like you do? Who, who are you accepting and who are you turning away? Who are you ready to protect? Who are you ready to help in their healing to invite into a relationship? And who do you go to for helping in getting these things? I wonder, for example, if Zacchaeus, being a short fellow, needed some help getting out of that tree. I can remember a few trees I've climbed that it was a lot easier to get up than to get down. We come to Jesus through our relationships. It's what it means to be a Christian. What it means to be a church we can't just have a relationship with God or with Jesus. The only way is through each other and relating to ourselves and to each other. We're what we have. And, and in this, we're really all the same. And we're the same as the rich man, as the blind man, as the tax collector. We all want to be healed. We all want to be invited and we I want to be saved. And we call out to be healed and give up to be saved. And we respond to being invited. And where can this lead? Luke, in, in his storytelling, Gospel of Luke, is wonderfully silent on this. We're told that the blind man follows Jesus, praising God. But we're not told how far. Jesus, recall, is going to Jerusalem to the horrors of the crucifixion, to being abandoned by his friends. Where was the blind man now made to see? We're told that Zacchaeus will give back and make restitutions, or he tells us he will. We're not told whether or not he follows through or whether he sticks to these lofty resolves. And as for the rich young man, we're told that he goes away saddened but we're never told that he stays away. Each was invited. Each had to decide, just like we do. It's the same for us. Each one of us, no matter where we fit into our society, into our human values, into our elites and middles and masses, we're invited. And we are saved and healed and invited, often in spite of ourselves. We only have to come down from our tree. And, and to do that, we need someone to help us down from that tree. We need Jesus Christ, and we need each other. And that, my friends, is the good news.